Welcome to this better late than never edition of Nutria Performing Arts Stories. I'm Dwayne Burkhardt. I apologize for the delay in getting this broadcast to air, but the day after the previous episode aired, I was rushed to the hospital for some emergency surgery. And, as you might expect, my recovery has had a significant impact on my time for editing. However, I was able to finish this episode, so here now is part two of my interview with TV and film actress Rusty Schwimmer. In this episode, we talk about why she eventually returned to Chicago while still maintaining a successful Hollywood career. We also talk about her involvement in the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. And then we go back to Nutrier for her favorite performing arts memory there. And finally, a funny story about something her mom didn't know about one of Nutrier's great contributions to popular culture. Here now is part two of my interview with Rusty Schwimmer. I remember very clearly in my time at Nutrier, the cattle call auditions when movies or TV shows would come. And yeah, I, and I think actually you mentioned M284 in particular. I think that was generally like the room that they would inhabit. Yes. And I think, as you just said, the brutality of that, I think, was ultimately helpful. And I can I could see where for people who actually went on to, you know, to careers where that would be incredibly useful, actually, in, in the longer term. Yes, if if you're not tra- traumatized by it, and you can get <laughs> if, if you survive the experience, exactly, absolutely. So at some point, you go on and you you've done film and TV, and you're capable of doing so many, as we've already heard, so many fun different things with your voice, <laughs> and with just your the physicality that you sort of exude when you perform. At some point, you decide to come back to Chicago. Yes. Now. As somebody who was born and raised there also, and now lives in Tucson because it's not Chicago, although I wouldn't be from anywhere else, mm-hmm. what on earth brought you back to our to our hometown? Uh, number one, my family. I had missed so many parties, graduations, weddings, funerals, bar mitzvahs, everything that I was done with that. I was done. I wanted to see my family. And my nieces and my nephew were growing up and I wanted to be part of their lives. And I also knew at that point that I had known a few other people that had moved away from LA and were still able to cobble together a career. And so I absolutely did that. Uh, There are a lot of reasons. Another reason, and this will get really intense, is that I wanted to have fewer relationships that went deeper. And so when I left LA, I basically shed about a hundred (laughs) people. So I wanted to have deeper relationships with fewer people. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what happened. And you were able to do this, of course, and create a career for yourself. As you say, you you didn't have to give up performing. You were able to turn to coaching and mentoring, yeah. but you also continued to work. Uh, you've done, more recently, you were Sheriff Brenda on The Righteous Gemstones. That's right, Sheriff Brenda. And I now I have to say, I've got to go back in because tell me about the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which was <laughs> a blast to watch. I can't imagine how much fun it was to shoot. But tell me about this experience, because years later, you get to go back and be part of the Disney Marvel Universe. I got to hear this. Yeah, it's uh, this is basically another reason why Nutria is so fantastic. 
It's about relationships that you have with people and they find out if you're a nice person or not. And so I've known James Gunn for about 20 years. Really? His brother, Sean, who is, you know, one of the Guardians guys, Sean and I have been friends, oh gosh, uh, over 20 years. And so then... I got to know all of the Gun brothers and one sister, and we've all socialized together. And it, it you know, with James, uh, I knew what he was doing. It was, you know, the first time I met him, I think he had just written Scooby Doo, and <laughs> and we have a whole group of friends that we all get together and hang out usually during New Year's. So I got to know James that way, and then all of a sudden he got very fancy, and that. That's the thing that's funny is that my friends, a lot of them have gotten fancy, you know, and then you're like, oh, you're fancy now. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, but they're still not fancy. They're still my friend. And so James also wrote the Belco experiment, which I had done a few years earlier. And he had hired all of his friends to go to Bogota, uh, Columbia to shoot a horror film. <laughs> and so we were all just kind of <laughs> hanging out. And so he, he then knew that the way I am on set is kind of almost exactly the same as I am in person. And so we of course had a ball, especially because the scene that we shot in the Christmas special, it's, you know, it's a cameo role and it's basically the conduit to the actual plot of the storyline. And so he said, well, we need to have a cameo in there. And he thought, oh, I got to have Rusty do that. And I want her to be this surly souvenir lady. And he called me up and said, do you want to be the surly souvenir lady? And I was like, um, <laughs> duh. I'm, I was literally born for this role. Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> right, exactly. And so we had a ball. And of course, he's behind some bush and he's got a microphone because we've got this huge, huge crane thing. And so he can't be seen. None of the crew can be seen. So out of the microphone, he's just yelling like, okay, do this now, do this now, <laughs> do this now. And then we just started improvising and I was saying really stupid stuff. And I was making him laugh because one of my favorite things is to make him laugh. He's got this real high pitched laugh. And so all I was doing was trying to make James laugh. And then it just happens to be on camera. So there it is. That's kind of how it went. That's awesome. That That is amazing. Yeah, it's fun. All right. So let me pull it all the way back to Nutrier now and ask you about your years at Nutrier, your favorite Nutrier performing arts memory and why. <sighs> okay. So I think it, it, it's so funny and it has to do with Suzanne Adams and the great late Amy Zay. We were doing South Pacific. And Toby Nicholson was very, very exact with choreography, but he wasn't as strong with his details in terms of acting because that's not what he was hired for. I think Suzanne Adams and Robert Boyle were definitely hired for that. And so at one point, I think it's the end of act one and there's some really intense thing with Nelly and Bloody Mary. And it's like a dun, dun, dun. And then the orchestra is like, oh, you know. <laughs> and Suzanne worked with us on that moment. Just that one teeny moment. And Amy was far, 
farther along than we were in terms of bringing your emotionality to a scene. And by the time she had us finish, it was this really intense emotional thing that probably lasted 45 seconds that was not going to last that long because the gills were not going to put up with that. Right. Down. <laughs> right. But I do remember it was the first time I went, oh, this goes deeper. Oh, this goes deeper than being performative. This goes deeper. And that to me, no one really saw it and it doesn't matter. It was for me and it was for Amy, but it, I think that was my, one of my most favorite moments. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That's a great answer. And that's exactly the kind of, I really actually enjoy it when people give me different answers. Sure. Uh, and that's a different answer. And I, and I really enjoy that. So we are once again, we are talking with Rusty Schwimmer and we're going to take another commercial break and we will be right back. Friends, are you looking for a great way to show your support for Nutria Performing Arts Stories? Well, I've now written four books, including nonfiction books about business, romance, and humor, and of course, a science fiction novel. So go to Amazon.com and type my name into that search bar. That's D-U-A-N-E, B-U-R-G-H-A-R-D, and grab yourself a great new book today. And we are back uh, one more time with Rusty Schwimmer, and we're we're talking now. We've come all the way back to uh, Nutrier and talking about performing at Nutrier, but just beyond the performing arts at Nutrier, Nutrier in general. You first of all, you're a, you're a legacy Nutrier grad, and not just a legacy Nutrier grad. Both of your parents actually went to Nutrier, and your mom was a graduate with Suzanne, right? That is correct. And my actually weirdly enough, my stepmom, by the way, was three years before that. But uh but oh, yeah. well, my dad, my dad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How about yes. that? Yes. So well, we'll have to talk about that off the air after we're done here, but that's interesting. Yeah. So so you are you're a second generation Nutrier grad, and yet your mom, who graduated from Nutrier, didn't know something very important <laughs> about Nutrier. <laughs> and I love this story, so I'm gonna let you tell it about your sister. And how this happened, because you had an experience here. Tell, tell us a little bit about your mom and about how this this uh, how your mom ended up impressed by your sister when maybe she shouldn't have been. Well, my my oldest sister, God love her. She's the oldest of four girls. And, you know, uh, I think my mom was 21 when she had her. And so it was, you know, children raising children, for God's sakes. And it had to have been overwhelming for my mother. My sisters and I talk about that all the time. But my oldest sister was an introvert in a land of lots of extroverts. And she was like, she was not having it. She was not having being part of this huge school. She she wasn't having being um, a, a person that was a, an overachiever. If anything, she wanted to overachieve on underachieving. And so she, <laughs> um, she would ditch school a lot, a lot. And at the time, they had what you call breakfast club. The breakfast and club. 
People, that is people think that movie was just in it. No, that movie was a thing. The Breakfast Clubs existed and they came from New Trier. That's right. It was just the difference was, and of course for plot, it was, it, it was before school rather than on Saturdays. And so my sister, of course, gets Breakfast Club because she ditched. And she says to my mom, mom, uh, can you drive me to breakfast club? It's before school. And my mom said, oh, honey, that's so great. You joined a club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. That's right, mom. I joined a club. It's a special club. It is mandatory. (laughs) It's a very special club. Yes, very special. Yeah. But it, it made me laugh because I don't think I found out that story until I was at Nutrier. And I was a big rule follower and people pleaser. So I did never, I never, ever had breakfast club because I never, ever ditched a class. I don't remember why, but I do remember that I got it once and I got Senior like- ditch day? Senior ditch uh, day? No, it wasn't even senior ditch day. It was, some, it was, there was another reason I got, and I got- I got assigned five breakfast clubs and I did four of them and the fifth. And after I did the fourth, they said, okay, you're, you're done. You don't need to come in for the fifth, but I, I don't remember what I did, but I'm, I'm sure I deserved it. That, that much I'm, I'm positive of, but that it's, that was anyway, that's a really fun story. And, and I assume that at some point your mom found out. Yes, of course she did. (laughs) <laughs> and she was incredibly disappointed and overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, I we have been talking with Rusty Schwimmer and Rusty, I, I can't tell you again, when we went to or when I went out to talk to people about who should be on the show, and everybody just sort of universally mentions you, and it is they're always so happy to do so and and just from from the perspective and i'm sure the audience has got this just from listening to us talking today but it's impossible to to talk to you on any level without sort of being infected by the enthusiasm and joy that you bring this and everything and everything that you do in performance your voices again your the physicality that you bring to it is just it's wonderful to watch thank you and we all we all watch you with great joy and wish you the very very best thank you for being our guest today oh thank you Dwayne I really appreciate it well that was great fun and it was actually the last interview that I recorded for season two but it's not the last one you're going to hear because next week You're going to hear an interview which will help you understand how I got so interested in performing arts in the first place. Until then, this episode of Nutria Performing Arts Stories is a copyrighted production of Narratives, LLC. It is written, directed, produced, and edited in this case with a lot of laughter by yours truly, Dwayne Burkhardt. If you have comments or suggestions, please email info at NutriaPADStories.com. A reminder for those in the Nutrier area that the Kinesis Dance Concert will take place this coming Thursday and Friday, February 8th and 9th at 7 p.m. and Saturday, February 10th at 2 p.m. in Cornog Auditorium on the Northfield campus. And please join us next week for part one of my interview with a very special mystery guest. Until then, as always, thanks for listening. Please hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next time.